Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. You heard it, Cofield, along with R.J. Bell. And tonight in the wise guy chair, college football expert Brad Powers. So we open every show with the Vegas lead. And it's time to start assessing what's going on around college football, especially with the college football playoff numbers out. We want to open with, before those big TV games, where Brad feels teams are overrated. And I tell you, I think this is vital because if you're playing futures, obviously you have to get into the playoffs to win the title. And people love to bet futures. And I heard Joel Klatt. Now, we're going to have his almost best bet later in the show. Brad, you're going to critique it, grade it. But he said something fascinating on The Herd this week, which was a variation of he thinks the committee has a bias to the SEC. He thinks the committee has a bias to Clemson. And the way not only are they trying to make those teams higher rated, they're trying to make the teams they beat higher rated to make the resume look better. And to me, that is a pretty strong statement. Now, listen, ESPN, obviously big on the playoffs. Fox is Fox. We're Fox. So there's a little corporate element to this. But how do we exploit the reality that perhaps there is a bias on the ESPN side, on the committee side, when it comes to futures and such? So we asked Brad, give us your three 
teams you thought were the most misrated, either over or underrated by the committee, team number one. And I'll start it off with the team in the SEC, the number one team currently in the number one uh, in the college football playoff, Georgia, who, in my opinion, is the number two team in, in the power ratings. This All right, so you hear one versus two. It sounds pretty close. What would the spread be, in your opinion, if Alabama played against Georgia? A touchdown, a full touchdown. Alabama on a neutral field would be favored by a touchdown over Georgia. So big difference between my power ratings and the college football playoff. And that does play into what Klatt's saying, right? They're, they're trying to make Georgia look better than Georgia is. There's a gap between the number one and the rest and the number one in the SEC and the second team in the SEC. And here's the thing. In theory, if there's one loss, there's going to be – it's very rare that all of the major teams – and let's forget the non-major teams because except in weird circumstances, they don't matter, right? Power five conferences, let's look there only. It's very rare there's going to be exactly four – zero loss teams or exactly one zero loss and three one loss and then a bunch of twos because then it's easy right I mean you could make the case a two loss team is better than a one loss team or one loss team is better than a zero loss team like we've been talking Wisconsin but usually you're not going to see that so but almost every time there's going to be one one loss team left out right and or two or three thus having Georgia overrated now in our opinion, in the Vegas opinion, sets them up to be the one-loss team that gets the fourth slot, given the SEC, let's say, a second slot. So this bias isn't innocuous. It could really have a major effect down the road. Yeah, and we look at that game, the number one versus number two could be the potential SEC championship game. Say they lose that game by three points or a touchdown. Are you going to drop them from number one to number five? I don't think that's the case. Second best, uh, Second most overrated. You believe is? I'm going with Michigan State. And, uh, you know, looking at them, you just look at the team that they have uh, behind them in the college football power rings. Michigan State's number 12. Well, the team they're playing at this week, Ohio State's number 13. Let Vegas show you that Michigan State's overrated. Ohio State right now is a 17-point favorite over Michigan State, meaning that on a neutral, Ohio State's still a double-digit favorite over number 12 Michigan State, overrated. And you're still not buying on Notre Dame. I am. Uh, Notre Dame, number three in the power ratings uh, as far as college football goes. In my power ratings, no. I still think a team like Clemson. So so back up a second. So Notre Dame is number three in the college playoff ratings. What are they in your power ratings? Not even in my top six. Uh, I got them with it's. It's really tight between them and three or four teams between seven, eight, and nine. But I still think Ohio State on a neutral field is favored over Notre Dame. I still think Oklahoma is favored over Notre Dame on a neutral field. Clemson is favored over Notre Dame on a neutral field. Georgia, Alabama, all these teams will be favored on a neutral field over the number three rated team in the college football playoff, Notre Dame. You know, in Watergate, they said follow the money. Well, I think in the college sports, you follow the money. Notre Dame, the SEC. You know, Colin makes an interesting point, though. They don't want a regional playoff either. So in a weird way, like a Wisconsin versus a second SEC team, you'd think you'd want the Big Ten fans invested. So I don't understand necessarily the logic of the agenda, but it does seem like there's an agenda. One last thing. I was on with the Gormans today. Great show right here on Fox. And they were talking about wouldn't it be great, RJ, if you or if uh, an expert in college, which wouldn't necessarily be me, was on the committee. 
And I'm like, that would be, you know, and Colin talked about that for years. Obviously, Vegas will bet you on their opinion. Condoleezza Rice, you know, whatever you think politically, whatever you think of her as a chancellor or whatever, not an expert in college football. But wouldn't you feel obligated if you were on the committee to go bet Michigan State this week? Like, imagine you're saying Michigan State's better and they're getting 17. <laughs> I mean, you, it seems like yep. it should be obligatory to go put 10,000 down if you're on that committee, if you're putting Michigan State ahead. The, the input from a, uh, a bookmaker or an analyst on this committee would be amazing. We've been calling for it Well, forever. but not a bookmaker. Let, let's get that straight. Because... To me, and Steve, you you were behind the counter. You're in the square chair tonight, but it's all relative. You were behind the counter for five years. Taking, how, about, how about former bookmaker? Well, I don't like that either. No. I like, because here's the thing, and you tell me, you know a lot of bookmakers. Almost every bookmaker, you know the old joke, all actors want to direct? Every bookmaker would rather be a professional batter. Right, I mean, because you know as well as I do, <laughs> like if you could make six, let's say bookmakers, some of the best bookmakers, or let's say some of the most successful bookmakers make a ton of money. You know that. Oh, yeah. There's some in town that make over a half million a year. But if you told any bookmaker, whatever you're making, you could make that exact amount being a professional batter. <laughs> how many are going to stay bookmaker? 80, 90 percent. Oh, or, would stay? Yeah. 20 percent. I don't even they, know. They, if, they'd, if go that, for the, they'd, go, they'd go for the gusto. And why? Because there's a lot of drudgery. There's a lot of managing. Oh, this ticket writer just failed his drug test. What are we going to do? How right? about the call from upstairs when you have one losing day out of 29? So if – now think about this, the logic of this. If bookmakers, a vast majority, would rather be betters and they're not betters, what does that mean? It means they can't be betters. I'd rather have a better on the committee. Four big TV games. We start in the morning. We've led into this one. Michigan State, tw- <laughs> 12th in the country against 13. Ohio State getting 17. Now, there are some casual fans who want to knock Ohio State way down in terms of power rating. So where are you on this game? It seems pretty obvious that uh, Michigan State is the dog to jump on here. Well, I, I still lean with Michigan State here. And that's even despite the fact I knocked Ohio State down four points, which is considerable this time of year as far as knocking a team in the power rings had to they failed to cover the spread by 50 plus points last week but with that being said Michigan State in their preferred underdog role how about this the last six years 17 and four against the spread 14 outright upsets carrying over again this year not one but two outright upsets over their quote-unquote big brothers Penn State and Michigan they continue to play with a chip on their shoulder here and I got a question, maybe a little bit of the motivation for Ohio State. That dream crusher's gone now. That little, uh, you know, looking out there in the future of uh, possibly winning a national title, that's no longer there. You want to explain lean and likes before we go through all the games? Yeah, this is real simple. Yeah. Is betters are betting professionals only a small percentage of games. Typical NFL card, I'm betting two or three sides, right, out of 15 or so games. But – People listening, if it's a big game, they may want to bet it. They may have their own opinion. So we have lean, like, and best bet. Lean means, hey, it's a half a point maybe to this side, but I would rather that side than the other side if it was a forced bet. Like is, I have a clear preference, and I might be betting this game, and obviously at the end of the show, Brad's best bet, which is he is taking off the rubber band. So we got some likes here coming out of the gates. Afternoon game, 3.30. So, Steve, we don't have breaking news, sound effects, so I'll just break in. 
We have a final. Washington goes down. Washington goes down to Stanford. Brad, here's the question. Seems like it's got playoff implications. Also, anything about the game that was somewhat deceiving if you just looked at the score? No, nothing deceiving about the score. After Washington got a couple touchdowns early, Stanford control matters. In fact, Washington made the score look better at the end, getting a touchdown and two-point conversion. Main factor here. The Pac-12, in all in- intents and purposes, unless a lot of things happen in the last couple weeks, they're out of the playoff. Every single team in the Pac-12 has two losses. And, you know, in Washington's case, they were really up against it with a terrible non-conference slate. Back, Pac-12 out. Back to that conversation at the beginning. This is such a good break for the college football playoff. Because I think they were slanted against the Pac-12. Now there's no discussion. Washington was the last man standing. And they were already slanting against them, I thought. And in a weird way... It is merit-based, right? We can talk about the politics of this and and and, I th- and the money and all that, but Washington lost, right? Mm-hmm. So and 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 cleanly, right? So to some degree, they don't belong there, and good. There won't be any issues, you know, if they had run the table with just one loss. Uh, we talked about likes and leans. Another like looks like uh, afternoon game, three thirty, Georgia and Auburn. You don't like the line in this one. You told us last week this is going to be a pick. Georgia's laying two and a half. Well, yeah, I was vindicated a little bit early when, when Auburn opened up a favorite. Again, but I think the game should be pick them. And, you know, I'll give credit to uh, Steve Fezzik, who, who is on this uh, show tomorrow night, previewing the NFL, 10, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific. And I thought he had the best handicap of this game. And he talked about coin flip games. Two of them in this regard going in Georgia's favor. The Notre Dame-Georgia game. Coin flip comes up in Georgia's favor. They win that game. Auburn-LSU, Auburn blows a big lead. They lose that game. You flip the coin on those two results, Auburn is favored in this game. I like the Tigers plus the points. I tell you, Steve, when we come back, I got some questions about this game. Let's get into that one. And then we got the emotional spot with Oklahoma coming off of Bedlam right here, straight out of Vegas on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! It's straight out of Vegas. Steve Cofield, RJ Bell in the Wise Guys chair. It's one Brad Powers. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Gigantic games this weekend. We were uh, breaking down Georgia and Auburn. That is at Auburn. Georgia is now favored by two and a half. I had Tim Brando on locally this week. Fox broadcaster. And, you know, he's, he's he's pretty big on, pretty up on SEC football. And he said... This coaching pressure thing is even on a guy like Gus Malzahn with the kind of season he's having. Do we buy that, that Gus Malzahn could have, what, a disastrous close to the season and lose his job too? Talking about the same program that fired a coach two years removed from a national championship win in Gene Chizik just a few years ago. He was the coach prior to Gus Malzahn, so I firmly believe it. If they have two poor performances at home against Georgia and Alabama, say they get beat by both of them by double digits, he has four losses, wouldn't surprise me that he'd be on the chopping block. Do you think they'll feel some pressure? Will his players feel that? That seems to be a stretch to me. As far as actionable advice for this game, does it affect the game? And my handicap for this game, no. I think it could affect the handicap for the Alabama game. Say they get beat by double digits here, and he needs a good, solid performance in that regular season finale. I have two questions on this Auburn-Georgia, one for each team. Back to Joel Klatt, he said, quote-unquote, Auburn is not good. That that this this team's been <laughs> propped up. 
Uh, right now, in your power ratings, where is Auburn? Do you agree? And again, not good is subjective, but how good is Auburn? I have them in the top ten of my power ratings. So you, so you are higher on them than Cladis. Uh, higher on Auburn. Absolutely, it's a team that, that's in the top thirty, both scoring and, and uh, the scoring offense, scoring defense, and set all seven wins by two touchdowns or more. Two losses, both close on the road at Clemson in a tough spot. And then a coin flip game where they blow a 20-point lead on the road in Death Valley at LSU. About Georgia is the question I'm hearing the most is, can this young quarterback throw from behind? Now, we're talking this same thing in the NFL side on Jacksonville. Jacksonville, it's chicken and the egg, though. If you don't need to throw from behind... That's a good thing, right? And that's the case Fezzik was making with Jacksonville. He's got them very highly rated. Colin was on his show talking about our power ratings, the Vegas rankings, saying, wow, Jacksonville seems high. With Georgia, is it they just haven't had to throw from behind? But I don't think you win the national title without being behind at some point. Is What is your confidence level the Georgia quarterback can throw from behind? Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, maybe a 5 at this point. I, I don't know. I'm not sure because they haven't been behind. I will say this. One thing I got from the post-game press conference of last week's game, that their opposing coach, Will Muschamp, who Georgia played, did say, hey, we tried to make this kid beat us. And he did a, a performer, you know, a reputable job. 16 out of 19 last week. That's the first time I've seen him actually move the team through the air. Straight out of Vegas, Brad Powers in the Wise Guys chair. It's Cofield along with RJ Bell. Uh, late spots, TCU taking on Oklahoma. TCU is getting seven. Oh, my God. TCU plays defense. Could that be the difference? Someone who can play defense in the Big 12. Last four games for TCU's defense. They've allowed seven points per game. This is the Big 12. This isn't 1970s Woody Hayes, Bo Schembechler, Big 10 football here. Seven points per game in this year's Big 12. I think that's the deciding factor for me. And on top of that, they're catching Oklahoma in a good spot. Oklahoma, for the first time in 15 years, has to play a game after the Bedlam rivalry. Give me TCU plus the points. Lean with the Horn Frogs. Another late spot. We've had questions about Miami the entire season. Big win last week against VTech. Notre Dame on the road. Three and a half. Notre Dame dominant in the trenches, 587 given up by the defense. Outlier, or is this defense getting tired? No, outlier for me. I I thought there was questionable motivation at the end of that game. Maybe they were looking a little bit ahead to this one. You know, they were holding Wake Forest mostly in check. A couple of late touchdowns and late big yardage, garbage yards. I think Notre Dame reverts back to the form that they had the previous eight games where they hadn't allowed more than 20 points in any game. What's the pace of this game? I think it's a little slow early. I think both teams are going to feel each other out. They don't want to get uh, you know make them you know the major turnover early in the game, and that's why I like the under here. And it's climbing up a little bit. The fifty nine and a half ballsy eighty three last week in the Notre Dame game <laughs> ballsy outlier though. You hadn't seen yeah. an eighty three spot in any Notre Dame game even close to that. So I'm going to take advantage of the value off of that one and like the under. To me, one of the concepts I love is tuition paid. You're going to lose some bets, right? Even if you are a very successful professional, you're going to lose 45% or so of your bets. What do you learn from those losses? Well, Fezzik and you both were Miami's overrated. Miami's overrated. Miami's overrated. I mean, I'm not exaggerating. Mm -hmm. They played really well last week. We dug into it because we tried to put a microscope on our mistakes. And I think we concluded Miami has a lot of really talented players and maybe they're not always as motivated as they should be, but in the biggest games, that talent gets to 100, and, man, they're good. 
Thus, wouldn't Miami benefit from that? This is probably as big as any game this year. Thus, motivation shouldn't be an issue. Do you look at Miami as the team that looks so good against VTech last week? Or do you still have question marks? I still have question marks because, to me, maybe the, the biggest thing I got wrong about last week wasn't necessarily that Miami's overrated. They still might be. It's that I far overrated their opponent, Virginia Tech. Yeah, but at some point, it can't always be the other team being insufficient I mean, a team's undefeated, right? And and you liked Virginia Tech in that game. I get. Was it they played bad, or did Miami make them play bad? That, that, that's a good point. And look, in power ratings, I upgraded. I wasn't afraid to upgrade Miami two and a but, half. But points do you agree there. with me that if because here's the thing: some teams have profiles, as in they're never. You know, Belichick. I think he's the greatest coach in the history. Well, I, I can't judge the coaches in the 70s, but in the modern era, I think Belichick's the greatest coach in college football or in football. And I think Saban's the best college football coach. Belichick is known never to let his team as a road favorite uh, get flat. If you look at Belichick favored by more than five points in the NFL, he's something like 48 and four in those games. It's unbelievable to win those games straight up. There's never that trap of a road favor. Now this, it looks like this Miami team might be favored by 21 and win by six. And we all think overrated, but maybe it's them just saying, Hey, I just want to win the game because we're millennials. We're, you know, we're five-star recruits. So we don't always play hard. Who knows? But from what I've seen, uh, I I guess my question is this, would you give Miami a different power rating in a very competitive game versus them being favored by 28. Do you think there's any merit that this is a team that when they turn it on, they play their ma- up to their max potential? I would. And I give them a little bit of an upgrade for this game. And- so if you're looking to fade them, you're going to be more inclined to fade Miami when they're a big favor. Absolutely. We have a trio of games we're calling smart money games. For the better, how do we know what smart money is? How do we find that out? You don't. You listen to us. Uh. <laughs> Because here's the thing. Okay. You can go to pregame.com and go up to the game center, and we have ticket count and cash count. Now, here's a great tip, guys. If you see a disparity, so let's use an example. 70% of the tickets on one team, but 60% of the cash on the other team. Just basic arithmetic says the big bets are on that other team, and that's its most likely smarter money. So it gives you a good idea for sure. But we're lucky enough, 19 years in Vegas for me, and I'll be celebrating 20 in January 20th, will be my 20th year in Vegas. I still remember driving out the two weeks before the Super Bowl. That was the time I could get out here. Didn't take two weeks, but you know what I'm saying. And it's a situation where we've built a lot of relationships. And they tell us, hey, this is the betters betting this team or that team that we really respect. Now, the good news is we actually, for our two preview podcasts we do with Podcast One with Adam Carolla, we are talking to the books about every game before those pods. So we have a really good straight-from-the-horse's-mouth idea of the smart money. So smart money game number one is Alabama laying 13.5-14 against Mississippi State. The smart money here is on. Mississippi State, believe it or not, they're fading the Crimson Tide. So despite a majority of the public tickets on Alabama, it's crossed right through a key 14 number down to 13 and a half. But I'll be honest with you, I'm going to fade the smart money here. I am going to lean with Alabama minus the points. And my biggest overall factor here is I have not seen Mississippi State be able to compete with a top 10 team the last couple of years. Alabama games the last two years combined score 82 to 9. Mississippi State uh, this year against two top 10 teams, Auburn and Georgia, outscored 80-13. to 
And I also like Alabama on the road because they're not playing third and fourth string guys. There's a limited travel roster. Yeah, but but that doesn't matter when you're only favored by 14. or That matters when you're favored by 35, right? Yeah, true. All right. How about this but, handicapping yeah. factor? Oh. Sorry to jump on you. In Starkville, I know Ken Thompson, one of your experts, one of the experts that we deal with, says night game, dangerous spot. 7 o'clock start, hyped up, everyone's all liquored up. I think it's a factor, right? It's a small one and a, and a lot of other factors. Real quick here, two rapid-fire questions about this. Is Mississippi State, and you're the expert, are they schematically the same coaching staff, OCDC, the same this year as the prior two years? Because when you do look at these extreme results between teams, you got to ask yourself, how similar are these teams? Now, obviously, it's not going to be all the same players, but same schemes? No, slightly different. Defensive side of the ball, new defense coordinator this year. All right, so... But not, th- not that, overwhelmingly like they, they switched. All right, so some yeah. pertinence, but not as much. Yes. Second question. It's been the five-year recently anniversary of Johnny Football dominating Alabama. All the talk back then was a mobile quarterback. What has Nick Saban done with his defense to combat the, the reality of mobile quarterbacks in the modern era? Well, in the last couple of seasons, their pass rush has gotten exceedingly better. I mean, they led the country in sacks each of the last two years. But here's the worry here, and here's why the smart money He's on Mississippi State. Their best pass rushers are out for the season. They have some cluster injuries at linebacker. Bama. Ba- Alabama does. Four of their linebackers are now out for the season. We have a crossfire coming in less than five minutes. Florida State and Clemson. Someone is going to take the team that hasn't covered a game the entire year. But first, Kevin Figures with the latest on Washington and Stanford. That's right. Stanford coming away with the upset over Washington. Not sure if it's really an upset. Both teams fairly evenly matched. Washington was ranked ninth in the country coming in. Stanford with a 30-22 victory over the Huskies. Bryce Love with 30 carries for 166 yards and three touchdowns on the ground. Stanford racked up 406 yards of total offense and possessed the ball for a total of 36 minutes. So they remain alive in the Pac-12 North. Elsewhere on Friday night in college football, BYU beat UNLV in your neck of the woods 31-21. Temple staying bowl eligible or trying to keep their bowl hopes alive. Now 5-5. Five and five. They outlast Cincinnati 35-24. to 24. It was opening night in college basketball on Friday. Just one matchup between ranked teams. 25th ranked Texas A&M got an 88-65 to 65 victory over 11th ranked West Virginia. The top five teams were all in action. Each of them getting victories including Duke, Michigan State, Arizona, Kansas, and Kentucky. UCLA outlast Georgia Tech out in China 63-60. to 60. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit TrueCar to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Despite losing Kyrie Irving early in the game as, as he suffered an elbow to the face and was placed into the concussion protocol, the Celtics were able to win their 11th straight game with a 90-87 to victory over the Hornets. Jason Tatum and Shane Larkin, the leading scorers for Boston with 16 points apiece. The Detroit Pistons now tied for the second best record in the league at 9-3. They beat the Hawks in Detroit 111-1 104 wins for the Pacers and Bucks. The Thunder with a 120 to 111 victory over the Clippers. Oklahoma City snaps a four-game losing streak while sending the Clippers into a four-game skit themselves. The Magic with a 128 to 112 victory over the Suns. Nets beat the Blazers 101 to 97. Guys, thank you, Kevin. Straight out of Vegas, rolling on second half yeah, right, of go. our Friday show. Oklahoma State and Iowa State, great game. Oklahoma State Lane. Great game? Yeah, I actually think it is. I think it's very intriguing to see if Iowa State is, is legit. 
<laughs> I'm a college football fan. What what I like, I like to see the emotional reaction of kids after a game like Bedlam. Oklahoma State loses 62-52. The dream is gone. Maybe the mullet's going to get cut. Gundy's probably not. Uh, but but can Oklahoma State react well, respond well to a potential dream crusher? Well, the smart money says no, and because it's on their opponent, Iowa State. And I agree with the smart money in this game. I'm taking Iowa State plus the points. One of my personal favorite handicapping philosophies is backing defensive home underdogs. And here's the thinking behind of it. Number one, you're a team that doesn't give up many points to begin with. And you're getting points, and you're at home. So three factors all in your favor. And I liked what I saw from Iowa State last week. So how do you define defensive? Is there a metric? Is it subjective? Uh, if you have the much better de- – look, that, that's it's a relative. great question. It it's is relative. relative. Okay. It could be a team with a top 20 defense, or it could be in, the, in this so particular So in theory, case, if you have the best defense and you're playing the 15th best defense – and you're the home dog with the best, it, it falls into your category. So you need a better defense than your opponent. M- more often than not. And that is the case here. And, and also, you know, if the, I'm going to be questioning uh, as far as motivation goes, I'm not questioning Iowa State. They could have got rolled over and died last week. They're down 20 to nothing in a bad spot. They rally. Oklahoma State off of Bedlam for the first time in 15 years, I think has questionable motivation moving forward. And to me, when you have a team that had higher expectations, it, that's less workmanlike, like, Okie State, and listen, they're all Midwestern teams, so they're more workmen like, let's say, than USC, for example. But Iowa State, I, they never expected any national title. So to me, whatever their you know New Year's Day Bowl, whatever their possibilities are, I think if there's motivation questions, you've got to give Iowa State the edge. No, and they're bringing their lunch bell each and every game from this point forward. Straight out of Vegas, Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago. Unbelievable game! Maybe not. Uh, Florida State and Clemson. This is a crossfire spot. Florida State is catching 16 or 16 and a half. Uh, Big rivalry, but man, Florida State has had a rough season and especially against the spread. And listen... When I crossfire with Brad, I don't know if he's recovered from even five weeks ago. It was a thrash, and I'm going to let Brad start out. Pick your team. Well, I know the team. You're taking Clemson. <laughs> Make your case. The music. And, and I'm going to explain why you're wrong. Intimidation. Well, number one, I'm going to go against a team that hasn't covered the spread so far this season. And I think the value continues to be there because they're still living off of reputation and name only. Let's look at some competitive spreads here. Comparison. To so this. when you say reputation, that's why this line isn't 21, for example. So let's be clear. Right now, oh. Florida State plus 16 and a half. And you're saying there's a premium on Florida State against the defense. National champions. Absolutely. A is. premium on the yeah. team that hasn't won a dollar for any better this year over the defending national <laughs> champions. And how do I know that? I compare that to point spreads that Clemson's been laying against similar teams. Syracuse, they're laying 24 on the so road. So Syracuse of Florida State. Within oh. a couple points of my power ratings. All these teams within a couple points of my power ratings. They're laying 33. A couple of- points of, uh, of Florida State. Yes. And Boston College, a team they're laying 33 at home. Yeah, the same Boston College team that beat Florida State 35-3. to they're For laying- those that don't have the video feed, he's waving his hands. It's not really making the points anymore. Potent, but he is waving his hands. And also, you know, not only the competitive point spreads where you're paying a premium against Florida State, I also got the matchup here. Florida State's what their what is their weakness? Offensive line and quarterback play. What is Clemson's strength? The defensive line, arguably the best in the country. Give me Clemson minus the points, and I'm going to hold back one point that I think is going to fi- put the the final nail in the coffin here. But we'll let you make your point. You're the boss. Well, hope, I mean, thankfully you've got something strong coming up, so we're going to be optimistic about that. Here's what I'm going to say. 
For the rest of the season, you're going to hear all this talk about rivalry game, spoiler alert, and the idea that these kids that's had a disappointing season for Team X or Y are going to step up, doesn't matter how big of a dog they are, and stopping their rival is going to make their season. Well, with Florida State, you have a team. What were they ranked entering the season in your power ratings, Brad? Number three in my power ratings. You've Number got, two in the polls. You've got talent worthy of a top three team that is going to have a fever pitch. If there's any game the rest of the year, tell me if you agree with this. From now to the rest of the year, Florida State plays hardest in this game. That's going to be my secret underlying point. I'm go not ahead, necessarily go. sure. Go. Well, here, I thought I would agree with you. They had to win this game to get to a bowl. To continue that the longest bowl winning, the uh, longest bowl streak in the country, 35 straight. But what just happened after we taped our b- podcast this week? They announced another game on the schedule. They don't need to win this game. They announced a game against UL Monroe so they can beat Delaware State, a downtrodden Florida team, and UL Monroe and still make a bowl game. So they don't need to win this game. Well, if, if anything, it takes the pressure off them. It's not about when you're getting 16 and a half, it's not winning the game. Uh, they're thinking they can win the game, but they're thinking we want to play hard. We want to show this whole season. They got to go home. They got to spend a whole year. These five-star recruits that's never had a disappointment on the field hardly in their life that is anywhere near this disappointment and they're going to make their statement i'm telling you right now i would make the case in the history of ncaa football this is the most talented 17 point underdog ever that's a good point but that's it no i'm not buying it but it, yeah. it sounded good no no, no. you disagree square I'd, have to, I'd have to do research on it to see well, some team early so, in the season that that was super talented that was a 17 point dog i think i think you need to add in well, this what, late what, in this late in the season no i mean what 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 team could be this talented that you wouldn't know? I mean, these it's five there's been teams recruits. that have come into the top five from outside the top twenty five. No, that I'm were not underrated talking about how well the team plays. I'm saying if you just line up, if the season started again, except for the quarterback being hurt, and obviously that adjusts things about seven points down for Florida State, except for the quarterback being hurt, this is pretty much the same team that you had second or third. And thus, my point is, you never see a team with this level. Why were they second or third? Because of the level recruits, because of the coach, because of the institutional advantage. This is a team unlike any 17-point dog we've ever seen, and you know they're going to be motivated. Thus, I think you've got to take the points. That was a total crossfire violation. I am not allowed to do that. What do you mean? I should have to leave for the next no, 15 no, you, minutes. No, no, you didn't really help them, so... I tried, but yeah, I shouldn't even try. It didn't matter. I'm like Andre the Giant. Uh, he I, used to wrestle I, I two guys me. at once. I, I helped him. My case, <laughs> I, I could lay out my case. I got to do a little research for uh, teams early in the season. Pros versus Joe's time. Uh, let's explain pros versus Joe's and the concept. We've got NC State laying three against Boston College. Oh, I explained it. Then we got a little Huey that helps us get up for it. Pros, obviously professional batters. Joe's recreational batters. When they are, are on opposite sides... It's an edge. Why? Because when pros bet a game, the line tends to run in that direction. But when you've got the Joes resisting the other way, it limits the line move. And because of that limited line move, you can follow the pros without getting the worst of the line. Pros and Joes. Which side? So we got, what, 60% of the tickets on NC State, 61% of the cash on Boston College. I know this is also a Fezzik best bet, right? Yeah, so what we're going to do is play the best bet, and then we're going to have Brad 
say if he agrees or disagrees. This is Steve Fezzik, the only person ever to win the Super Contest twice here in Las Vegas. Game 134, Boston College plus three, best bet. Coach Adazio, when this team was two and four, I found a quote. He says, this team will be beautiful. Wow. And correct, he was. Three straight upset wins at Louisville, at Virginia, Florida State. He knew what he was talking about. He probably knew how young his team was. They're leading quarterback right now, freshman. Leading receiver, freshman. Leading running back freshman this team has incredible youth that's why they stunk early in the year they had to come together they clearly are coming together and because the market's looking at season long statistics and results this team is greatly undervalued that is a very sharp handicap from a very sharp better i agree with fezzik in this case lean with boston college plus the points i also love the spot here it's a home run spot for boston college they're coming in off a bye with those young players getting an extra week of practice or maybe even a much-needed off week away from it uh, where they can uh, get a little bit better. NC State off two huge performances against Notre Dame and Clemson, but a little bit of a dream crusher. No ACC title for NC State. Yeah, I wouldn't say huge performances, huge yeah. games perhaps. Yeah. Very important concept, Fezzik just explained, and it's very applicable to college basketball. If a team is very, very young, their trend line throughout the year is probably upwards, and you got to be careful using full-season stats. Not as much in college football, but with an extreme case like this, you got to look at those early-season games and weight them less and weight the late-season games more. And if you do that, Boston College is much, much better than they seem. Iowa with a gigantic victory last week against Ohio State. Can the Hawkeyes get up for a game at Wisconsin? That's next, straight out of Vegas on Fox Sports Radio. It's straight out of Vegas coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Rapid fire down the stretch here. Wise guy's chair is filled by Brad Powers. I'm Steve Cofield. RJ Bell is here. USC back in contention. In the Pac-12, although we had a big Pac-12 result tonight with Stanford taking out Washington, USC at Colorado. Motivation, the question here, right? USC should be motivated. Well, yeah, I mean, they still have the the Pac-12 South title out there. Uh, Maybe more them. than that. Mr. Cowherd today, or this week, talking, I think it was Wednesday, would they be the two-loss team that makes it? Over a two, maybe if Notre Dame has two losses, a team that beat them 49-14? to 14? No way. But wasn't Ohio State going to be over Oklahoma if it was one-to-one? My point being, (laughs) I'm not sure if they have a chance, but the fact, and obviously Colin has heard, you know, one of the real flagship stations of Fox is in L.A. It's a very competitive station in town. These college kids are listening to Colin a lot. If they just hear, hey, maybe we could win this thing, does it juice the motivation a little bit? It does, but it won't matter here. I'm, t- I'm liking Colorado, their opponent here. USC's playing our 11th straight game up in elevation. Maybe they get tired late, but my number one factor, great time this year. You can use it to your disposal. Home and away splits because now you have extra data points. Colorado's a much better home team than road team by about 200 yards per game. Outgain their opponents by 100 yards per game at home. Get outgained on the road by 100 yards per game. I'll take that value here. Give me the buffs. Stay in L.A. UCLA is hosting Arizona State. The Sun Devils are getting three. Josh Rosen is back. 
I, I lo- love Arizona State here, plus the points. And my favorite matchup here, Arizona State dominating run game, 380 yards rushing last week against by far the worst Power 5 rushing defense in the country. UCLA for the season is allowing more than 300 rushing yards per game in the Pac-12. Let's talk Iowa, because I know Joel Klatt was all over this one. Iowa, the motivation uh, off a gigantic victory against Ohio State, getting 12 at Wisconsin. And I love these experts. They don't know gambling, but they know football. And if we can use their information to win, why not? Here's Klatt's almost upset of the week on the herd. Iowa, I mean, I think that game against Wisconsin is going to be tight. 12 and a half is way too much. Iowa can stop the run. Look at what they did last week. Ohio State's a good team, and they throttled it, it was, Ohio State. It was totally impressive. Everybody's banging on Ohio State. Iowa, I think Wisconsin wins, but it's that one's going to be close. I love Almost your, upset. I love your courage. I tell you, that's courage. <laughs> uh, all right, Joel. Uh, I, I am with him to a certain it's, extent. It's Mr. Klatt. It's Mr. Mr. Klatt. All right. But here's the thing. I normally, nine times out of ten, are going to want to fade a team that just covered the point spread by 50 points that the entire national TV audience against an Ohio State team last week want to fade them. But in this case, I also want to fade Wisconsin. So when I'm given the choice there, I'd rather take the double digits, lean with Iowa. Lean Iowa agreement there. Mr. Cofield, before Brad's best bet in the square chair, you're feeling a little puffy. You want to give a, a, pick. a little puffy. Uh, Michigan's <laughs> laying 17 at Maryland. I'm going to take Maryland plus a 17. The number's gone up through the week. They actually, it looks like they're going to have a change of quarterback. I don't know why this kid, Ryan Brand, hasn't been playing over Bordenschlager. Uh, it's mentor versus student, so maybe Harbaugh will take it easy on Durkin, although last year was 59-3. to three. Uh, I, I'm going to take Maryland plus the points. Uh, you're in trouble because I, I see a Michigan team that's gaining confidence. Nearly 400 rushing yards last week against Minnesota. They have the right quarterback in place, and you're putting a lot of faith in a four-string quarterback, Mr. Cofield. I, that's guts. You know, Socrates once said, a man who knows what he doesn't know knows a lot, but Steve still gave us a best bet. All right, Brad, when you give a best bet, you take off the rubber band. What are you doing? Why this guy don't carry his money in a wallet? Hey, why this guy carries money in a roll? This is your best bet, and you're betting it big. Yeah, Duke minus three or three and a half. Make sure you're shopping around here, but I love the Blue Devil spot here. This is a team that's going up against the option in Army, but great factor for them. Duke has extra time to prep for the option. They had a bye week last week. Also, when I'm going up against the option, I want to know, hey, what's your past experience defending the option? Well, no, no one better than Duke in the country the last three years. They're 6-0 and against the spread defending the options of Army, Navy, and Georgia Tech. And I also like the spot as far as fading Army off their biggest win over Air Force in two decades. Duke Blue Devils need it if they want to get to a bowl game. So give me the Blue Devils, a short number on the road. Duke minus three, three and a half, best bet for me. Big day of NFL tomorrow in hour two. I tell you, I got some good stuff tomorrow, Steve, because one of my favorite sayings is every spread tells a story. And man, do we get some stories. We got the Jets. They would be favored by almost double digits if they were at home against Tampa Bay. This line would have been <laughs> Tampa Bay favored by two touchdowns if it was played in week one. You got the Saints, same situation, almost double digits if they were at home. So disrespect for the Bucks, disrespect for the Bills. And Atlanta is about even with the Cowboys. It's minus three. That's a heck of a story, too. You mentioned Colin throughout the show. Where can we find his pod? Well, on Colin's Twitter, mine, at RJ in Vegas, tomorrow morning. It's the wise guy grades. Jonas Knox is on the way. We'll see you straight out of Vegas on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas.
Vegas! Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.